is Diagnosis Glaucoma with your hosts, Dr. Mona Colleen and Dr. Harry Quigley. Hello, and welcome to this episode. We are going to be talking about a controversial topic today, and that is marijuana and glaucoma. As of 2021, medical marijuana is legalized in 34 states and the District of Columbia. Medical marijuana is used to treat things like cancer, AIDS, pain, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, anxiety, and depression. The evidence behind the use of medical marijuana for glaucoma is not well-defined, but we're going to talk about it on today's episode. With regards to the history of medical marijuana, in 1970, it became a Schedule I drug. There was an article published by Dr. Helper and Dr. Frank in one of our major medical journals, the Journal of the American Medical Association, that suggested a role for marijuana use to treat glaucoma. Work in the 1970s and 1980s by ophthalmologists in Washington, D.C. and North Carolina also suggested a role for the use of marijuana for glaucoma treatment. Now, Harry, do you have any background information about what was going on in those days? Oh, yes. We had quite a bit of research going on at the Wilmer Institute during that time. Uh, Dr. Keith Green, who was a PhD, was very interested in the possible uses of marijuana, but not necessarily marijuana where you smoke it or eat it, but to try to deliver it topically to the eye. In other words, as an eye drop. And there are a number of problems with that. The first is that the marijuana components are not very dissolvable in water. And if you want to have an eye drop, you have to have a drug that dissolves in water, and they don't very well. The second component problem is that there is not just one marijuana compound, but there are many of them. There's about 25 different variable compounds that are there. And the FDA, in order to have a known amount of a drug in a delivery system, has to know the exact physical formula, the chemical formula. And if you have 23 different chemical formulas, the FDA is not going to allow that because it's nearly impossible to know how much of each one of them is in any individual drop. Making it worse, if you just use one component, one cannabinoid, the effect goes away. Seemingly, you have to use a bunch of them as if it requires hitting different what are called receptors in the eye. So it got very frustrating. And uh, since it couldn't be done very well as an eye drop, and since you had to be stoned in order to get the eye pressure lowering effect for glaucoma, interest in this was generally left to the, shall we say, the social users. What we know is that medical marijuana hits the cannabinoid receptors, CB1 and CB2. And Harry, just correct me, but as far as we know, these receptors uh, will then act on the outflow system of the eye and possibly the optic nerve head, as I've heard. To whether or not there's any effect on the optic nerve, which might be a separate protective effect, there really isn't any good information at all. The effect may be on the outflow system of the eye, so the pressure would go down because more water leaves the eye. There was some evidence that actually the cannabinoid receptors, or at least THC itself, decreased the amount of fluid that was being made in the eye. Without any question, there is a pressure-lowering effect that's highly variable and not very well understood. You just brought up a good point, which is about THC, and there are other components of medical marijuana like cannabinoid oil, and that has actually the potential to increase intraocular pressure. 
Yeah, there, if anybody's been paying attention to the literature on this, they probably have seen CBD oil or other components, and those are reputed to help arthritis and other kinds of agents. They also are, to some degree, escaping FDA approval. So if you actually believe in the literature on that subject, it's the tetrahydrocannabinol or THC component that would theoretically lower eye pressure. And we're going to talk about why you don't want to do that. And the CBD one may actually make the pressure worse. And bear in mind that in raw marijuana leaves, like you get from a medical marijuana store, they're both in there. So what we're saying to you is that CBD that you see at a lot of markets these days can actually be harmful for you if you have glaucoma. There is the potential for an increase of your eye pressure, and that's in any form, whether it's in a tincture or uh, like a CBD massage or any form. The main problem with any nutraceutical that you buy off of a shelf that isn't an FDA-approved drug is that nobody, including you, know what the heck is in that jar. And the state's attorney of the state of New York did a wonderful study where they went to a nutraceutical store for stuff like ginkgo and St. John's wort and all that stuff that's reputed to be helpful for various disorders. And they looked for the DNA of the actual plant that was supposed to be in there. What they were going to do was to say, well, how much is in here if you say this is a a pill containing ginkgo? What they found was that more than 80% of the time, there wasn't any of the supposed ingredient that was in these capsules Rather, most of it was soybean paste. That's pretty scary. So unfortunately, because there's, there's no regulation of this stuff, we really don't know what's in it. So what do you advise patients to do when they hear about these nutraceuticals? Well, I tell them if they wish to take the stuff, it's like they're you know, playing a little bit of a, a guessing game as to whether or not they're getting anything at all that is what they thought was in that particular product. And of course, there's what's called the placebo effect, which means if you think it's going to help, it might help. But I can get a placebo effect from drinking magic water or something and and not have to spend $3 a capsule for uh, bean paste. And in terms of the medical positions from our major ophthalmology societies regarding medical marijuana or nutraceuticals, we can at least tell you about the one for medical marijuana. It's not considered an acceptable treatment option. There is a position statement by the American Glaucoma Society and the American Academy of Ophthalmology that, in fact, guides us with information on marijuana and the fact that it's not an effective treatment option. As Harry has already talked about, the effect on IOP is really variable because of the way that marijuana is metabolized when we ingest it uh, orally. Um, It's very unpredictable as to when exactly the IOP reduction effect will hit, how long it will take etc. And as he's mentioned, also the eye drop version just does not work. It will only irritate the eyes and it's very hard to put in. Let us say first that smoking marijuana is even worse than smoking cigarettes. So if you, for some reason, think that you want to use THC, for goodness sake, eat it, don't smoke it. The second is that all of Keith Green's work that I'm familiar with from the 70s and 80s demonstrated that the eye pressure lowering effect and the getting high effect are intimately linked to each other. In other words, there's no way to get a pressure-lowering effect without being stoned 24-7. And since the average length of the duration of lowering of eye pressure is about three or four hours, that would mean that in order to carry yourself through the night, you'd have to wake up in the middle of the night and eat some more THC. Right. Whereas our FDA-approved drugs in the eye drop form 
last either 12 hours or 24 hours, and that is clinically proven and pretty rock solid that that's what's going to happen if you use those drugs. So these are only only some of the things. I mean, I wouldn't advocate somebody try to be stoned 24-7 in order to treat their glaucoma when we have other much more effective ways of doing that. I think it's good for us to advise all the listeners about the misinformation that's out there. There are many dispensaries that actually will give medical marijuana for glaucoma patients, but I'd be very careful with these dispensaries, with the advice that you're getting. You really want to speak to your ophthalmologist if you're considering using marijuana or if you want more information about it. We'll put some on our website so you'll have direct information from us. But again, really talk to your doctor if you're considering this at all, or if you're currently using marijuana. We really need to know these things um, when we uh, help guide your management. And Harry, anything else that you'd like to add? I think one of the the most difficult things is if you are using marijuana for, let's say you have cancer, and you're using it to fight off the effects of the cancer chemotherapy, and what you're doing is fighting nausea, you know when you're not nauseated. And so you can kind of titrate the amount of any such anti-nausea agent, in this case THC, against your symptoms. Glaucoma has no symptoms. You don't know what your eye pressure is. So there isn't any way to know whether the stuff is working or not. Although we are now working on some home measurements of eye pressure. And Mona and I will probably do another podcast about that in the future. Work being done by our colleagues, uh, Tom Johnson and Elise McGlumphy. All right. There you heard it from the experts. Say no to drugs that are not FDA approved for your glaucoma. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, your mom says take your drops. 